Hey guys, Dave Linquist here, sitting across from Dave Morrison. Uh, Hola. We're here uh, introing uh, episode four. Uh, this one we had Mike Nadu, a friend of mine, come on. He's the uh, host of the podcast, The Immortal Fandom, which he uh, talks to various people about uh, specific teams they're, they're a fan of. Uh, I think sometimes he's even going to specific eras. Mm. Uh, we sat down with Mike and uh, relating to the whole sports thing, we had some Wheaties, and then we watched yep. the episode of the uh, classic G.I. Joe cartoon, uh, Flint's Vacation, which is um, a uh, fun episode. And speaking of champions and the breakfast of champions, a lot of winning here in New England, especially last night. So we are taping this the night after the Patriots defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in dramatic fashion, 43, <laughs> 43 to, to 40. 40. Wow. Oh my God. My, uh, my girlfriend was at the game. Kim, her father, has season's tickets, and right along the 50-yard line, and the traffic and it, uh, getting out of Gillette was well worth it. But it, it was—it's—it's it's just too much sometimes for oh, yeah. for fa for fans in 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 our area. And of course, you had the Red Sox. So a lot of people around here were breaking yeah, Red their Sox remote control. Game. We won. They won last night and too. David, I was oh man, I and, was just flipping back and forth. And David Price referred to himself in the third person, <laughs> as we knew he would. But uh, he's mm. David Price, uh. worth every. Every penny. <laughs> Dave, Dave's are the worst, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, we are. But it was an exciting, and it's an exciting night oh, to be, yeah. exciting time, I should say, to be a sports fan here in New England. So sit back and relax. Enjoy episode number four and uh, with uh, G.I. Joe, Flint's Vacation, Mike Nadow. Is that, am I pronouncing that uh, right? Nadu. He actually goes by Do most of the time. Nadu. Yeah, during this interview, you actually know this. At one point, he was kind of disoriented by me calling him Mike because everyone just calls him Do. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was an interesting. I one. like that. All right, Mike Nadu, episode number four, reviewing. G.I. Joe Flint's Vacation and Wheaties Breakfast of Champions. Also, uh, I think we may have to apologize to Australia for this one. Sorry, guys. All right. <laughs> They're all good. They gave us Yahoo Serious. They gave us They gave us Paul Hogan. So it's all good. All right. Sit back and relax, guys. Enjoy. Thanks. All right. Let's just... I'm recording so we can just get into it. We're, uh, we're sitting here with uh, my buddy Mike Nadu. Uh, hey, you said my last name right. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Mike's got his own podcast, uh, sports <laughs> one, the yeah. uh, Immortal Fandom. When uh, I, I actually have some money to do it, yeah. I actually do it. But you, you know, um, it's it's scattershot at this point. Your writings are under that name too. You yeah, said, right? yeah, it's kind yeah. of a big blanket, big yeah. blanket nice, thing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking that uh, I think you'll have to come out as a guest. Maybe I, I want to do like an epic like four part Red Sox one that just breaks it down oh, by great. like five-year period I had, so uh, you could do like the 90 to 95 we could talk about like scott cooper yeah i, and, I and like yeah or even Vaughan, even John a couple Ballantin. years before that i think like i think your knowledge <laughs> on like obscure red Sox starts like maybe two years yeah, later it, than it mine would be a nice so i've got my right? like like Carlos Quintana, oh, Jody God. Reed, uh, Reed. Nick Saski was my Nick favorite Asaski. player. He was yeah, only there for rest... like one year. <laughs> Here's a good one, Alejandro Pena. Alejandro Pena, yeah. God, all those not. Well, I can name like the the first Red Sox season I ever watched was the '95. I like really super got into was like the '95 Red Sox when they won the title. Oh wow! Like, Kitsako batting cleanup and like Mo Vaughn and uh, you know Mike Greenwell's life. Like I think it's like one of his last like productive years. But so. This is a Red Sox podcast, right? <laughs> I think that was actually 89, 90. Yeah, so, yeah. Your, 
first uh, Red Sox tale from oh, my experience. God. Dave Lindquist. Uh, Cub Scouts. Sure, <laughs> yeah, wow. again, we went on a trip uh, in the bleachers. I still remember the the ticket was seven bucks. I <laughs> my first game was in 1994, and they were playing the Brewers because oh, wow. the Brewers weren't still in the American League, and it was. Uh, Roger Clemens versus Ricky Bonas. Uh, the first one I remember, obviously, I was born in Boston, and, uh, but I moved to Connecticut when I was four or five. So it was, the, you know, when we were old enough and my parents had, like, actually some spending yeah. money, that's when we actually went for the first time. But I'm, I'm sure my parents brought me as I was a little, I was a little, you know, toddler, shooting my pants toddler, and, you know, in that, that wonderful old Fenway Park. But, mm-hmm. hey. So, so you, you were on the uh, the other side of the uh, Munson-Nixon line no, in, I was in on, Connecticut, yeah, right? That's a, good, that's a good one. I was on the good side. So yeah. I'm, I, I grew up – but, I mean, it's, it's, it's a moot point because, like, my, my, like, my dad said to me once, he's like, Mike, there's only two things you can't be in your life. It's a Republican and a Yankee fan. <laughs> but we're, it's the whole family's like old school. That's, my, that's very yeah, Boston. It is. Yeah. My, 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 I mean, I was born here. I was born in, I was born in Melrose, but – I grew up really in Enfield, Connecticut, which is, you know, it's basically on the, it's basically right next to Springfield. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're north of the dividing line. Right. Which yeah, it's kind of a diagonal. Which is, which is really like around Hartford a little bit. Yep. But anything north of Hartford is really Red Sox country. But still, when I was growing up, it was, I mean, the, it, I, you know, by that elementary school time, when people really started putting their loyalties down. It was, you know, the Red Sox were were okay but the yankees they had jeter coming up and then mattingly and stuff so it was it was probably 50 50 in my school mm-hmm. and you know and then then of course my parents had to move to jersey when i was 14 and i had to be among those goddamn oh. yankee fans for oh man eight years which oh man it's a long it's a long period i was in college in, in, in jersey in 2003 so yeah that was a long long time oh, that's yeah, well, my mom was uh, born and raised in the southern Adirondack region of upstate New York. Oh, okay. So she was born and raised Yankees, what the, what, G-Man. So what town is So it? Amsterdam. So, so it's uh, right on the Mohawk River. Yeah, okay. Um, it's probably not that far away from where. Because when, uh, when I lived in Jersey, it was in Vernon, New Jersey, which is. Yep. You know, you know where Vernon is. I sure do. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Mountain Creek, the mountain or the Action Park town. My my godmother used to live in Montclair. Oh yeah, Montclair. Yeah, it's Cedar not, Grove actually. So that's that's off. You know, Montclair is off of Forty Six, so it's probably about forty five minutes away oh, in yeah. North Jersey. But yeah, I moved there, and it's you know I had the impression that. You know, a lot of people have of Jersey. It's like going to be just nothing but strip malls and guys walking around in Guido in you know track suits, which there is a lot of that. But I mean, in Vernon, it's very rural. It's it's at the foothill. It's like it's a mountain town. It's it's. I mean, that yep. movie, that shitty action point movie that I just saw with Johnny Knock with Johnny Knoxville. That was based <laughs> that was based off the that was based off the famous water park. Yeah, action the real park place. In yeah, my town, which I, I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't still action park. People weren't getting maimed and, and beheaded. When I was working there, but you know, when I was oh wow, you worked there. I, I, even. Oh yeah. no, I worked. I yeah. mean, by the time you know, there's an important distinction here. By it, it changed over from being called Action Park to what it is now, except for a couple of like gimmicky branding things, which is uh, it, now it's called Mountain Creek. And every once in a while, they'll bring back the Action Park as like a classic thing. But yeah, that was. Only, I mean, I could that was uh, I could see that ski the the slope because it's also a ski slope in the winters. Sure. Right. I could see that that ski slope from my my parents the the big bay windows and parents oh, house wow. so and then i when i was so i moved down there when i was 14 i moved down there my 14th birthday into jersey and i you know, that's the only place any kid could work in mm. town right so like literally i would work there 
the uh, I you know worked there on the I worked there for like one summer and then a, a summer a lot later I, I ended up working my father at, at Delta Dental for a long time um, during the summers. But you know I worked there during the summer and I, I I had never heard of these action park stories. But all the people that were working around me, like a lot of the people that ended up being my high school friends because that's where everybody worked, and all the people that were veterans would tell me these crazy stories. And then it's just kind of surreal to see. You know, yeah. twenty years later, there's actually a movie about that coming out. Well, but. it's weird. It's weird that you uh, mentioned Jersey because I went down to the uh, Jersey Shore one summer in 2009. Oh, I know at Long Beach Island. My friend had <laughs> a timeshare. He was from oh, Maryland, LBI. and he. Uh, he introduced me to the shore, and it wasn't like you know, the TV show, which obviously uh, I, I I never even heard of at that time. It yeah. was I think it was filmed uh, up in Seaside Heights, Long Beach, Seaside. LBI. Well, LBI is, like is a little different. I mean, I've my experience with the Jersey Shore is I mean, both my sisters went to college down there, and one of my sisters, um, you know, is currently dating a DJ. Which she's been with him for about eight years. So he used to, they used to, he used to do shows with Polly D, and like he knows oh, all wow. these guys. Oh wow! He's from Rhode Island, by the way. Yeah, and my my other sister, you know, um, was like approached to have a tryout on, on the Jersey Shore like, oh, wow. a long, long time ago. So it's it's weird. Like I'm I don't consider I was I was I wasn't there long enough, thank Christ, to be known as a Jerseyan, <laughs> even though I spent four years of high school and four years of college there. Apologies but, to any yeah. uh, New Jersey natives oh, who may be Christ. listening. <laughs> Listen, there's I come from the two states. Uh, well, I was I was. I, I'm a native of the the state, and then I lived in the state with the two biggest Napoleon complexes in the world. That's Connecticut and New Jersey, because I, I Connecticut's, yeah. and Connecticut's got Boston and New York right around them, and then you know New York, Jersey's got New York and Philadelphia just ripping at its yeah, seams in both ends. Yeah, yeah, states states that's identity is it's, suburbs it's, it's, of cities. You know, yeah. It's weird how that weird how that affects things too, because Connecticut. I mean, that's why the I, I swear that's why the Yukon Huskies are so big in, in Connecticut is because that's the one that's the well, one thing that people in Connecticut actually have well, to identify themselves. Yeah, oh, oh my god, the my, my heart. Whalers. Oh, it's so sad. I still wear my whaler shit around when what, I get. What's the song? Grass Bonanza. Uh, it was yes. my ringtone on my phone for uh, a long time. Well, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the uh, Yukon Huskies <sighs> because uh, I went to Mitchell College down in New London, Connecticut, oh, okay. and uh, every year we'd go to. Yep, we'd go to the. Uh, um, the, the spring break up there, the spring weekend. Oh, is that we, that crazy fucking weekend that they riot and throw everything around? Yeah, I around? went there yeah. once, and it was at Exceleron Square. And it's nuts. And the, the, it, it would be half Boston, half New York. And, <laughs> and um, But the big thing was the rivalry up uh, against Amherst, and um, we, you know, UMass Amherst, and it was U, UMI yeah, kids fighting with, with UConn kids. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was insane. It's I weird, mean, it was, it was frat boy hell, basically. It's really not all that far apart. Amherst is only about... I'd say 30, 40 minutes away oh, yeah. from, from UConn. But, you know, it's, it's funny because when I the, – the first time – the first thing I remember really following UConn basketball was in 96, and it was uh, when Ray Allen was at UConn, and then when uh, uh, Marcus, Marcus Camby, Camby was at, at UMass, UMass yeah. and Marcus Camby was from Connecticut – um, and it was it was nuts, but they were in different. I mean, I think UMass was a- ACC. No, they were A10. A10. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and UConn obviously was in the Big East back then. But then the Big East had like Allen Iverson at, at, at Georgetown and oh, Kerry wow. Kittles at Villanova, and it was like the last grasp that the Big East. But UConn and UMass never played each other in basketball because they were just different divisions. So, so as long as we're sort of on the sports topic, you want to give us a little description of your podcast? Oh, uh, well, just, just as far so, as premise goes. Well, I mean, the premise was, you know, I. I I think I have a kind of a unique, you know, uh, friend group as far as fans goes. A- I, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Knowing I'm, the people I, you know, I, huh? I'm from New England, so I'm a New England sports fan, but I lived in Connecticut, which has its own unique mix of sports fans, and I have friends from down there. And then I moved to Jersey, 
which is, you know, it's, it's got Yankees fans, it's got Giants fans, it's got asshole Jets fans, it's got Mets fans, it's got, you know, the Devils. Some, of, some of Philly might even bleed yeah, into certain uh, parts uh, of Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> and certainly for people that, I mean, I, I had a, a, a friend of mine from – from college, a good friend of mine on right before the uh, the, the Super Bowl, who was from who was from South Jersey, he's a huge Eagles fan, and he was actually at the he was actually at the Super Bowl. He's working yeah. for for Verizon out there, so you know it's it it spanned the I have I have never had a Nets fan on because I don't know any Nets fans. I don't <laughs> think I lived I lived in Jersey for eight years. So I've never met a Nets fan. I'm not certain they exist. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean the, I I oh I could I could have gone to those finals games where they got their mm. asses handed to them the oh Spurs and the Lakers for like twenty bucks. Yeah, probably not the most costly of tickets. Nobody's gonna go. Um, so and then I'm come back up here to. To uh, to Boston for uh, to Emerson for for grad school in in 2006 and you know I make all my friends up here and you know that's from a pretty wide swath of people from God uh, from everywhere you know you know Illinois California all the different country all different places that would have you know different uh, the different types of sportsmen so I just thought you know and I really like talking with fans about like how how we would talk about you know, Red Sox memories or, or, or Patriots memories or Bruins or, or, yeah. or Celtics. And, you know, so my idea is really just to talk to them and say, hey, so, and I, I kind of guess. So if I were to say, if I was I was interviewing a, uh, a I don't know, a, a mm-hmm. Lakers fan, I'd guess I, I want to see the category and say, so, well, who's your, so who's your favorite player of all time? Who's, who's who, uh, so I'd say, who's the best player of all time? And I would guess, you know, and I'd probably guess like Kobe, and then I said, then if they agree with me, that they, they would say why, and then the same thing with a favorite player, which is a little different. Yeah. It's, it's the guys that mean the most to you. So I'd say, so who is that? Is it like Derek Fisher yeah. or somebody? And then so that's that's kind of how the and then the best moment, the worst moment, uh, you know, the, the best player, the the I just that's why I said that, and then like the the, the biggest enemy. That was an interesting. Oh, I mean, that's I interesting. yeah, wow. biggest yeah. enemy, and that's an interesting guess to see. Uh, I uh, to see who that would be. I mean, it's you know, it's just a matter of having some because I, I do it, you know, in actually a professional podcast studio, not like this. This not that this isn't professional, but mm. I, <laughs> but you know, I've only got one okay. one person, and it's you know, so there's a studio uh, called the PRX Studio. Sure. It's over. It's over in Alston. It's it's yeah. right by the right by the bus stop pub, actually, oh, yeah. right yeah, across the street from it. And it's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool space. Yeah. And they have a professional producer and all the rest. And they they can actually call people can actually call in because like there's only I've only there's only one person right. really that's up right. here. So I have people call into that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so. uh, as Mike alluded to, we've got our uh, recording set up right now <laughs> uh, on my uh, ki- kitchen meets dining room quasi Listen, table in my one bedroom. Yeah, apartment. but I, I can't. But I can't drink at the PRX. Studio, yeah, so you, and know, you guys are already winning in this. I one. mean, I, I'd like to think this is semi-professional too. Dave and I are sharing a microphone, but I've got a soundboard hooked up to my laptop. Listen, That's something. This, right? is, <laughs> this is better than. <laughs> this is better than. This is better than most. This is better than most. I things. mean, my cats may jump on you in mid-podcast, but aside from that. Cats. <laughs> I, I think we've been very local focused on this and very sports focused. So oh, yeah. so so, apo- so apologies for alienating anyone here. Oh no, yeah, we're, they're, we're they're, not, they're not fu- they're <laughs> not they're not fucking listening. But we're we're yeah. here to talk about GI yeah. Joe, aren't we? No, we are uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, so what I'm thinking is we, we we go into the cartoon you picked now and then yeah. kind of circle back to sports with the serial. <laughs> to sort of a, I'm sure we'll have what the serial is in the title so oh, people yeah. can be aware yeah. of it. But uh, we do I, have I, to I think that'll tie back in with sports I I I was very psyched that when you I mean I knew exactly what I was what I wanted to talk about when you guys had this on there because there's only one real cartoon for me and really was one of the only like morning cartoons yeah. I ever watched. I was oh, not yeah. I was not a kid that sat in front of the the TV watching cartoons and Saturday except for this one. 
that was like the only one I ever watched. I mean, I was I was a movie kid, and my my dad and I would go to the movies like every Friday night, and then a lot of times we'd go like twice on Saturdays. Oh, wow. Like once, like my dad and I would go in the mornings, and then we'd go with like my family at night. So this was one of the really the only cartoons. <laughs> I mean, aside from like you know Nickelodeon stuff, this is like one of the only morning cartoons I ever I ever really watched, and I watched it religiously because I I was a huge GI Joe kid. Like I had all, I I had all of the I had all the the toys. I had the big friggin' base that actually that Kamikaze over in over in Davis Square. Yeah, sure. That's got the it's got the fucking GI Joe uh, base. My that old school GI Joe. I got it for Christmas when I was about eight. And I looked, I was like, oh, this is the greatest. And I played it for constantly. And it's over in, it's there's one that's over at the, the Kamikaze in Davis Square, and it's like $130 to my, buy it. My dream as a child was, I don't know if you guys remember this, the aircraft carrier, oh, the, the USS aircraft carrier, flag. Yeah. It, took, it took up maybe half a room. I, th- I think I have a like truly, rich friend who had it tucked truly, away somewhere. Truly not but, really to scale with the size of the aircraft carrier versus the G.I. Joe's. Right, but you, <laughs> you, could, you could land the... the Fairly sizable toy a planes. Kayak. On. Yes, yeah, it, it was, was a, it was a kayak for the for the size of GI Joes. Massive. Yeah, I had all the G- the only comic book I've ever collected are the classic GI Joes, and I still actually um, have a giant collection of, uh, of GI Joe comics. So uh, that's amazing. I mean, I I was uh, that's the only thing I've ever really exercised that that traditional nerd geek side is yeah. of GI Joe stuff. And I I just. I think it's because, again, I watched so many war movies. My dad was a huge war movie guy yeah. when I was a kid. So, like, I'd watch – not just, like, the, the modern ones, but, like, the classic ones. Like, you know, the old John Wayne, The Longest Day, uh, the old John Wayne, They Were Expendable, and, like, all – like, the fl- uh, Flying Leathernecks and all those classic Battleground and, and you know, any uh, – Platoon, all – like, all the war movies. So he really liked yeah. all that stuff. And, you know, we'd go see that. And I think it just kind of transferred over to this kiddie-ish – yeah, cartoon yeah. show, but cool. it had more elements, and, and I, I just kind of just loved it. It was, it was all, and it, it's also got kind of a classic thing because GI Joe has been around forever. Yeah, so. and that's what I was gonna say. GI Joe is a toy. The history, right. pre- we're talking about the you know small small little toys with I, a, lot, a lot of articulation points yeah. but the the big like the big you know sort of doll type toys as you, you picture it now that goes back before a lot of those movies you're mentioning yeah. even like there's a real history there and i remember you know when they rolled out the bigger dolls uh, again in mm. uh, the early 90s they only had about eight of them but like well i think they were the classic character like you know snake eyes and duke and, sure. and flint and uh I think Cobra Commander was on there, but it was, you know, they had these big, you know, tall, they were, they were bigger than Barbies, which, you know, yeah. you could, you, that I had, I definitely had all those. Like, God, I wonder what they must go for in the market these days. I must know. Be, I just wish, I, I wish I knew where all my G.I. Joe stuff was. It was, uh, it's great. But yeah, you're going to. You'll have to spend a weekend looking throughout all the old trash at your, you know, wherever you, yeah. wherever they're stored. Yeah, I know. It would be, it would be a shame, but. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I've always just loved you. I mean, I well, still, it's, it's, and then the, this cartoon. I remember when I was a kid, I, I used to, my sisters and I would would watch this in the mornings, and it would be on. They had repeats on at eight o'clock uh, during the summertime. We'd we'd always watch it because my my parents were not did not allow, really allow us to watch TV. They allowed us to watch an hour of TV a day. Mm-hmm. And so in the mornings at eight o'clock, this was on, and there was a repeat of Power Rangers on at eight thirty. So that was like our morning TV on whatever syndication show that was, syndic- whatever, channel, channel that was, probably like Fox six, or yeah. Fox in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, and so that was like our cartoon. That was like the cartoons that we always watched. So, GI Joe was a weird series as far as that as the far well, as that goes. Yeah. I, I think the series actually aired. It looks like eighty five, eighty six. 
And they had another iteration, too. Yeah, not it. much longer with the same title re-released again in 89. So there was a gap. But those first two seasons had 95 episodes. Yeah, there was a lot of them. And it's different. It's, but you can you can tell what's different is because – and this one, I think, was when the original run – this episode that yes, I remember yeah, watching yeah. because the the new the the second iteration of that had a different intro to it. It it, yeah. it was that familiar. It was the, probably the more familiar one is that second right. iteration because it had that famous yo. They had that famous theme song right. and knowing and then, is half the battle and, and knowing then is public it, yeah, service and, at the which end. Is, and then they had the public service and the public service ones. And then I think a lot of people remember that crazy weird batshit movie the uh, oh, quote-unquote movie that the they had song from that movie i love it's like, it was, that it was movie super... that movie is really interesting because it's a trippy fucking movie i mean it, the, the, not to get into a whole nother topic but the transformers movies is kind of like that too like, yeah you're used to these characters and this movie pops out and it changes well, there's, there's everything all, yeah, like and the villain is different <laughs> there's like, and it's the, and you know there's a lot of parallels so real, to that so, movie yeah. and they had you know that celebrity voices uh, orson welles is in yeah. the transformers movie yeah. and then Don Johnson and Ber- well, this is very '80s. Don Johnson and Burgess Meredith were in the uh, were in yep. the GI Joe movie, but that movie's got some really weird, trippy shit going on it's, with that crazy, you know, like serp- uh, the Serpentor, like in that that wacky. I forget what the what the what the what that's all looped into. It's some really weird Co- Cobra Law. And Cobra there's some, Law. There's, and there's some like spores. Of, yeah, there's spores fungi- and, like, fungus. Fungus plays these, a major these, role in that movie. These, these like like crazy like Cobra Commander turns into a snake and like. Yeah. I was once a man. Yes, a man. He's I like was once hissing a, man. a man. And then, like, yeah, it's yeah. a bizarre movie. And I remember, I remember, I bought it on VHS in like 1991, right. and it was like, I was like, wow. It's, and but they chopped it up for the for the shows. It used to be it used to be just in regular syndication for the shows. It was just three three apart episodes for that. But yeah, and I, I, I honestly, I chose this episode because it was. I have no idea why this sticks out in my head. Maybe it's because Flint was always my my favorite character, and this one is just basically about Flint. He goes yeah, on it's vacation. sort of side story. Yeah, it's it's uh it's yeah it's an interesting it's, an, it's I, it just like popped in my memory when I when I was thinking so, about what episode to so watch. So th- this was jarring when when I went to pull it up. I thought this couldn't be possible because I didn't know shows were even like this at this point. So it is from season one of the show. It's from season one, episode 43. It's amazing, there right? There were over 43 episodes in the first season of G.I. Joe, which, you know, you know, wow. Excuse me. Please go talking yeah. about that. I have to get myself another beer, which no. is not something I would say when I was no, first watching no, the show. Please, please enjoy. Oh, so, please. So, you know, Dave, I don't know what your history with well, this show is. I, I, mean, I think I you watched, and Mike are of no, comparable age. I, mean, I, we, I was going to say, we sh- we're going to probably do this. We were talking um, off mic about uh, the possibility of doing a show where we just go uh, over and review public service announcements. Yeah. Because at the end, as we just mentioned, knowing is half the battle. I was watching. That's, that's what's really held with this show. Like, well, that's yeah, what everyone say remembers. That thing. That's, that's, that's what everybody that's that's yeah, gotta be like what people that's gotta be what people most remember about the GI Joe show from now on. It's it's goes, which I remember watching those my fr- my freshman year of college, in two thousand and uh, two or three when the it was like one of the first big internet like oh, yeah, the, the YouTube parody videos. It was, pre- it was I, on I, like I, what, I was on like pork chop sandwiches. It was on like, like yeah. what that e bombs world or some yeah, shit like that, right? Was it was gotta be on that back way back in you know pre world star. Yeah, pre <laughs> pre World Star back when like Wi Fi wasn't pre even there. Yeah, yeah. pre porn and oh god, those dark days. So so yeah, for for you know a show that is 
essentially made to sell toys and you know it's was, not necessarily there was a little bit more going on in, yeah in no exactly shows. like yeah. the the animation may not be you know the no. best as far <laughs> as frames per second goes and whatnot but like the stories were pretty interesting there was, <laughs> yeah. there was some really interesting shows that i remember and i i you know a lot of them are are you know would would work I mean, honestly would probably work as like big big i mean they made two shitty gi joe actual live i, I never movies, was bruce, bruce willis in, bruce willis in the yeah. second one with okay. the rock um yeah. i i honestly never i've never I, 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 I never they even just, consider that they just, look, they just look like every other shitty blockbuster that's out there but i'm glad somebody else said it yeah okay. it, it's it's uh, i never even borrowed it because i i but there were some really interesting you know episodes of that that show there was then a lot of it's very topical there's one where gi joe and cobra joined together to kill a lot of drug or like actually demolish a whole bunch of drug dealers oh yeah and it's oh, wow. it was like a two-parter yeah. and it was in uh, and it was of it was a very of the george bush era like the, the episode <laughs> yeah and i yeah. think i think it was one of the actual rare ones where some people got killed because they just like were like wiped out it was yeah. like the end of scarface uh, it's interesting you say that because like this show it's there are not bullets. These are these are lasers. armies facing each other. But it's lasers and very bad aim. There was a <laughs> very there was a, there was a really funny salon. This is I'm dating myself because this, I I don't think anybody's talked about salon.com since this happened. But there was a very funny salon.com article from about 2002 or 2003, whenever the Gulf War or the Gulf War, the Iraq War kicked off. You know, this, no, the, the, the one that second Gulf War. Second War. Gulf yeah, War, yeah. Well, second I, Gulf War. yeah okay, this yeah. whatever we're talking about right now. But it, it basically. Uh, it basically, yeah, basically compared compare the current golf, uh, the current, the current thing, yeah. but they wrote about it in terms of like an actual GI Joe episode. Oh, where it's like it's been gone on for five years, but oh. nobody's actually ever been killed. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. Nobody ever did. You're talking about, yeah. No, and uh, it, it was, yeah, it's there's some, there's some really interesting episodes. I mean, there's one I remember where uh, Cobra created a, a device that that made everything all modern technology obsolete when they tried to attack them and so the gi joes had to break in and take the constitution out to go like fight the joes it was it's and i was looking for this episode and i couldn't remember i think it must have been a different ship that they did but i was looking for for that one to do it but i couldn't remember i I mean this episode that you picked also had sort of an interesting premise i guess we can get into it a little bit now it's you you see a lot of tinges of a lot of a lot of different movies that have been have been yeah, it's obviously yeah, there, a yeah there's concept, almost a little bond to it like there's the, a little the expository there's, there's <laughs> a little there's a little truman <laughs> show to it yeah. there's a little uh, bit of they live which was probably oh wow released I, I hadn't even considered right that. around yeah. that and there's a lot of the uh <laughs> there's you know it honestly remember uh, reminded me of that classic simpsons episode with the hank scorpio when they yes. moved to, when they yes. moved to oh, they moved to they moved they, they moved yeah. you only moved twice one of my yeah. one of i think a lot of people's yeah, one of their yeah, top four that, or five that, i think simpsons that is my episodes. favorite episode of the but simpsons, yeah. the idea of them moving to this perfectly community right. it's called cypress creek in yeah. the uh, it was it 122 yeah and, he, uh, yeah, and uh, Ple- pleasant, pleasant cove, cove in this episode and then we're watching the pleasant yeah. news but <laughs> And it really reminds me a lot more of uh, of They Live because you know remember that 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 movie is all about you know it's the messages it's you know obey and it's it's yeah. the signals are sent through the television just as Cobra Commander in this episode controls everything through subliminal messages on the 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 local news yep. so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a, a little fascinating episode. And I mean, of. I mean, even the the device, as you were talking about with the last one, the the, the epic co- Cobra plot in this one is 
we're going to launch what essentially looks like a giant nuclear weapon, but the premise is not necessarily to kill everyone, but to destroy the, destroy vegetation, the vegetation, specifically yes. destroy the vegetation. Right. And and they demo it, which I was kind of surprised they by. Demo, they you, demoed you it see in like some some random space, some random place in like the Rockies or something. What is this? Just pulling up the wiki. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's 80, 83 yeah, to 86. Right yeah. Here. God, Wikipedia <laughs> is the greatest. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those classic Cobra stories where they try to take over the, you know, it's the pinky and the, the pinky and the brain thing. They're trying to take over the world. But so, again, oh, wow. the, uh, and I, I, I guess the, the whole premise is they're trying to take over the world and they've hijacked this sleepy community and, mm -hmm. and brainwashed them through using subliminal messages uh, uh on their local tv to become their their kind of slaves and worker bees and, to actually and it just happens to be the town that flint's cousins right. live God, in and as, he, as he's happens. going on vacation oh, another does not know this is relatives are brainwashed we should, we should talk about flint for a second because like i think that they, if there's any gi joe that it, it, people remember about well it's probably snake eyes is the most yeah. famous gi joe because sure. that whole there's that whole joke about with the chris uh, chris rock eddie murphy did about the kung fu grip and everything yep. but I, I think that you know uh, if snake eyes is the most famous gi joe because he's let's be frank he's the most badass but flint is probably the second the second most yeah. famous uh, joe I, unless I, you want to talk duke. about duke yeah. <laughs> but i don't know duke was duke whatever but i think yeah. flint is flint, flint just looked cool he had the beret he had like yeah. the he had the, the camo all the time uh, okay giving it the beret so when he's off on leave on his vacation yeah. in his civilian clothes going he's to visit family the, beret, the right? beret does not come off <laughs> and he's, he's still rocking the beret but he's got like the dad polo yeah, like, yeah no, the, it was also complete, another thing about uh, that great car. when he's on vacation going to see his family they still call him flint yeah so like there's it's no, gotta be his first name right no it's <laughs> not it's not name? his first name. these are all these are all his code names i know this because i had the trading cards for gi joe and i i still remember a lot of their actual fucking I, names i think the back of the packaging on the action figures they, had they, a little no, bit of that no, information they did too, because right? when you could cut them out and you could cut them out and they had little cards on them and flint's real name and i can't believe i remember this oh but his God. real name is dashiel fairborn wow you can fucking fucking google that i'm right about this are you looking are you looking up flint's real name i i know i know duke's real name too and i'm swear to god i'm just doing this remember his real name is conrad hauser this is my fucking crazy brain i don't remember anything. I, that's, I don't remember like any, i'm impressed i don't remember anything i don't is that my right I don't remember anything that's like vital to my to my you know my life. I don't remember what I need to remember, but I could sure as shit remember the real names of actual that's characters. Like also, uh, uh, Scarlet. I think her real name is Paige O'Hara or something like that. I, I, I wonder how many it. more of these I can do. <laughs> um, lady. I also remember like biographical details of some random characters, like Lady J. I know her because she went to Bryn Mawr. They said that she went to Bryn Mawr on the back of the car. I swear to Christ, I'm not doing. I'm doing this from memory. I swear to Christ. You guys know I what this is. I have not laughed this hard wow. in a while. Oh my I remember God. I, I, I just have the fucking, I just, I looked at those cards so much and I, I just can't, I mean, I'm uh -huh. the, well, you know, I'm the greatest six years of Kevin Bacon player anyways, right, but, right, right. but G.I. Joe, I just remember the, the guy, the character's names was like, well, it's you, so random. You certainly picked the right cards. Hey, well, like, make sure I'm right about that. that, that uh, make sure I'm right about Scarlet. I try to remember what her name is. I think it's Paige O'Hara. <laughs> just Google it. So, so as long as we're sort of getting into like Cobra has occupied this town, brain, and Flint brainwashed just, yeah, like Flint, Flint's family. Flint just happens yeah. to you know have it there so my question is how long has cobra been hanging out there like the dreadnoughts know all right. the street directions they when no, they're chasing they him down like oh you go down that road you, you I go also, down that like i also have they been really enjoyed i also like really months? enjoyed the idea that when um 
that when Flint goes to visit his, Flint goes to like, hey, there's something fucked up about this town, and he goes to the sheriff. The sheriff is obviously just a car- caricature of Jackie Gleason's yes. character from Smokey uh, and the Bandit. It absolutely and it's, was. It's, it's just like him, and he's just like got a terrible southern accent, and he's like, he's like, Give me a goddamn, give me, give me, give me a Dr Pepper and a goddamn and a Diablo sandwich and make uh, it a, make and it. And then, I'm and in a of, goddamn hurry. And then of course he uh, face off style pulls off his face and it's Zartan yeah, underneath with his weird, his weird echoey voice. Yeah, this this movie did have kind of a, a like the it had the, all the best like the most badass uh, Cobra. I mean, aside yeah. you could say you could say uh, I mean. Uh, you know, Serpentor or whatever, but like, it had GI. Yeah. It, it, it had Cobra Commander in it. It had the Baroness. Um, excuse me, I'm just burping. It had the Baroness. It had uh, what the Dreadnoughts and uh, you know, I still have never figured out. Like, is Cobra all like an Australian terrorist organization? I, I think it's just the Dreadnoughts. It's the Dreadnoughts, <laughs> but Cobra Commander is supposed to be Australian. Yeah, he's too. got a he's got a hint of something in there. I, I, uh... I think he's traditionally supposed to be us, but like I've never met an Australian. They're like, what the fuck do Australians have that like I've never met a like an evil Australian. <laughs> Australian. They're all like super nice and they're just chilling. Well, just I mean, I mean, you you know the history of the continent. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Maybe 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 they were just like the penal the penal colony yeah. people that got shoved off in yeah. the. Uh, apologies like to any uh, hypothetical Australian listeners. We don't have any. You guys don't have any Australian listeners. Oh, hey, 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 we got Yahoo serious. Yeah, okay. We do. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, fuck Australia. So, so, bo- so before yeah. we go, wow. New Zealand rules. Before, before, oh. before we go deeper into this specific yeah. episode, I have a really important question hmm. to ask you, Mike. Uh, Shoot, Mike. Nobody re- calls me Mike. Yeah, do so. <laughs> uh, so, um, Cobra Commander. Here, uh, Cobra Commander. Yeah, I got really Boston there for Jesus a second. Fucking Christ, uh, Mask or Hood? Um, Wh- which I, variation? I prefer. God, I'm gonna sound like a total BDSM freak here, but I kind of prefer the the hooded. It's cooler, right? right? I feel like the, hool- the it's hood. Not, I, I think that both of them are. are I think, like Cobra Commander is is just one of the coolest creations ever, and I the voice the voice that I think his name is Chris Lotta that did the did the voice of Cobra Commander. It's it's one of the great. It's one of the great character voices of yeah. all time. Yeah. He's yeah. Right he's so it's such a great and memorable character voice that he yeah, does for it. It, it was at least uh, a lot of in the earlier series. I'm not sure about the '89. Very similar to God. I don't. I don't think it's the same voice actor, but uh, Star Screams kind of got that. Yeah, going on it in probably might actually be. Yeah. There's a lot of tra- there's a lot of crossover between yeah, that and Transformers, but. Yeah, but like no, I I I mean I, th- I either either very oh it was yeah commander. yeah Lava did both roles so if that makes a lot of sense oh, right. yeah okay. I think I I I I just think yeah. he's such a great character and he, you know he was the he was the uh, it was because he was just kind of not bumbling but every time he was just like the eternal like he was like a Bond villain that just never died and like his play yeah. his plots would yeah. always get foiled and I guess he's kind of like the Ernst Stavro Blofeld of of the but he would just like you know. He just like keep 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 staying alive, yep. even though he must have. I wonder where they all got funded from too. You know, there's a they, they must have sunk a shitload of money into this all his schemes, and they just kept like yeah, they where... sunk a whole fucking island in this episode. Like, how much money would that have cost? And, and they had the underwater city. The underwater <laughs> like, city, yeah, like yeah. that's probably not cheap, right? It's like it's like it's <laughs> like that whole Death Star contractor thing about how much who, money who that, is that funding these the, people. Yeah, who is funding the Cobra people? <laughs> it's like the Australians. So, so the Hem, probably the Hemsworths. They're all fucking evil. <laughs> Oh, man, you you have some real beef with what's Australia wrong, here. What's, what's wrong with the Aussies? Oh, fuck, Cape Blanchett, overrated. Uh, I love Cape Blanchett. Okay, so this guy's not getting any Victoria beer in the Gold Coast. I've never been to Australia. So probably get bitten, probably get bitten by a 
wallaby or whatever the hell they have down there. So, for yeah. anybody who lives on the Gold Coast, we apologize. Uh, they have anybody... electricity on Australia? Damn it, Mike. What? <laughs> this episode, I, I was taking notes as I went along, mm-hmm. had one of the best worst jokes I think I've ever heard. Oh, I think I know what you're talking so, about, yeah. So, we're, the G.I. Joes are, like, watching the news or some sort of report on the TV. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of them says to another, I'm sorry, I can't remember which character was saying this. One of them is like, sometimes I think that guy is out to lunch. And oh, another eats, character oh, he eats, he eats, eats, at, immediately eats at the headquarters turns, all the no, time. No, he regularly eats at the headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no laughter. Like, there's no acknowledgement of this. Yeah, just, like, it, horrible corny joke. It's just on to the next I, thing. But, like, it, yeah, I, I remember that. That thing just, like, sunk like a that, – that thing just – Clumped around on that but thing. It, but, it's, you know, a, it's, it's amazing seeing a joke fail in the cartoon. They could they could have acknowledged it. So. Yeah, wow. and they could have like he could have started dancing around and like playing it off like like Carson did when his when his when his when his jokes didn't hit. Oh. Just, like, just like waiting. For, yeah, that was odd. I mean, it was definitely just telling that somebody was like trying to insert a little bit of humor into there, yeah. and I don't think that that's the best you know place. Probably not. Probably not a a, a, a show that's given itself the cutting edge no no <laughs> they humor. didn't it's really not, have not, the audience it's for not, a joke it's, like it's that not either. season three of the simpsons we're talking <laughs> about here uh so i guess i only have one thing left in my notes here and it's not specific to this episode but a friend recently uh mike you'll do this occasionally too on social media posting like you know quiz or posing a oh, question yeah, to I love it. and I, I love getting I mean, it's, into it's, a sh- like it's a shitload more entertaining than just like you know saying what i had to eat on, on <laughs> social. i like I think that's what Facebook should be used for. It's like in, in actually engaging with people, which like I like having like doing. Food and talking yeah, I, I like actually doing like a week, like a daily trivia thing, where I'm just like, oh, look, I have something rattling around my brain. It's yeah. Like, hey, this is the real name of uh, Flint. So just, I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> so, so I've never seen anything more pertinent to this show than this one. I previously had the question like, oh, what what cartoon character did you have a crush on as a kid? Our generation <laughs> frequently answers April O'Neil, but this friend, April O'Neil looks just like yeah. Lady J. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very it's, similar. It's crazy, yeah. So this friend posed the question, what cartoon villain did oh. you have a crush on as a kid? And I went to this show faster than anything it's else. It's got to like, be Baroness. The yeah. Baroness? That's, that's like, one of the like, only like, things that the, the G.I. Joe movie got right where they put, I think they put Sienna Miller as the Baroness. I, I, I and she looks right. she looks incredible as the uh, Baroness. Australian. She's, she's, she's so actually she's I think she's technically well, she's born in America but I think she is she's got the accent British yeah, yeah. so yeah but you know, that, she's one that, of the smart ones she's one of those smart ones that didn't <laughs> yeah. go over to that fucking country <laughs> oh wow so uh, yeah <laughs> the uh, yeah the, the Baroness was was like always yeah she was like definitely one of those that you're like oh okay I was a kid you're like you probably not even at puberty when I was first no but, this, but, but you know. like, like that that weird like childhood crush from like She's evil, her, but I want to be friends yeah, with and her. They, they, the, they, they did have some conventionally well, very attractively drawn women on this show. There was this one and, and Scarlet and uh, I guess Lady J. And uh, that, uh, there was another female G.I. There were like, like four female G.I. Joes. There was one called Cover Girl. I think her story <laughs> was that she was a model that like left the left everything behind to go join the G.I. Joes. I, I think that improved a little bit when the movie came around. There was some cool ninja one who was, was young and sort of Yeah, that was the one that uh, Don Johnson as lieutenant falcon was trying to hook up to romance yes yes Yes. i think her name was jinx actually yes jinx Jinx. Wow, bravo that was yeah oh i mean i that 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 
yeah, that movie's on enti- on in its entirety on YouTube. It's like chopped up in the three parts, yeah. but it's definitely like they're definitely just stealing the the copyright. For I, that I, one. I I may need to revisit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of it's a pretty trippy show too. I mean, Duke almost dies. He lives. Sorry, spoiler. Um, you know, and then I think that everything else was all the Cobra's um, finally defeated. Too. The character goes blind in it. I think it's Duke. No, it's not Duke. It's Roadblock. Sergeant. It's not Sergeant. Well, Sergeant Slaughter is where they. Yeah, no, it's like roadblock or or shipwreck. Someone's someone's carrying uh, uh, Cobra Commander as that, a that was roadblock. Yeah, okay. um, where Cobra Commander turned into a snake. But I feel like he was serving as his seeing eye dog essentially, or something. Like it was once a man, <laughs> yeah. yes, a man. Once a man. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's I, I I I mean I still just remember actually a couple of years ago when I was living with my my friend Steph, she was. Uh, when we were roommates, uh, I bought her. Uh, she got me the first season of GI Joe. Uh, no, actually, no, that's wrong. She bought me Rocky and Bullwinkle on DVD. <laughs> really? That know. that show holds up amazingly well. well. I, I mean, rewatched recently and like. Well, yeah. Rocky, well, Rocky and Bullwinkle. There's a lot more to that show that you didn't. That I, people I didn't. I mean, the whole thing missed it as a is, child. Yeah, yeah, you don't miss that as a child. But when you're growing up, like, oh, yeah, Boris Badenov, and it's like earlier, it's like a whole Cold War thing, yeah. and it's yeah. and like the hate. I mean, that's the name of my the name of my fantasy football team for years was. The hateful hatfuls, because um, they had that parody of the the hatfuls yes, and McCoys. Yes. And, uh, but hateful hatfuls, I just remember that joke as a kid. Like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's I should just steal that for for my fantasy football teams. No, and it's timely for everything that's uh, going yeah. on in the world with Russia and no. the dossier. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of TV shows that had terrible film film adaptations, oh boy, <laughs> remember that they made Rock and Bullwinkle into a movie that with I, Robert De Niro yeah, and Rene Russo. Wow. Oh God, and uh, well, Jason that? Alexander. That's it's got to be from like oh three or oh four. Yeah, early mid two thousands probably. Yeah. CGI, that was. Right? It was oh well, yeah, they CGI'd the uh, Brocky and, and Bullwinkle. Uh, it was Robert De Niro. He's like, you're talking to me. No, he was like, the, the he was he was fearless leader. Okay. And uh, I think like wow. Joe Pesci. No, not Joe Pesci. No, it but, wouldn't be Joe Pesci. Um, well, he retired in what nineteen ninety seven. Rene Russo was 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 Natasha, and somebody played. Yep. Jason Alexander played Boris, I think. Allah. Uh, that, uh, uh, that would not. Shock me! There uh, you go. Piper Wikipedia Piper Pirabo was in that movie too, as like the, the was, female. Was was yeah. she mm-hmm. really? Okay, wow. Um, I I can't. I, I was talking with a friend of mine about De Niro, and you know, I can't remember a, a movie that I actually wanted to see De Niro in. Maybe since Meet the Fockers. No, <laughs> well, it, no, because he was very good in in um uh, uh, uh Silver Linings. From an acting standpoint. From, from an acting standpoint, from, from Sandra, Silver Linings, he was very good in. But no, he okay, has. I didn't see that. He before. hasn't made really good decisions since uh, what, like Ronan, probably. <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. so I pulled it up, and you're right. Jason Alexander is Boris. Who else in yeah. that movie too? And. Uh, Keenan and Cal apparently. Oh <laughs> Here, that's there's a good question. Who's had the better recent career, Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? Take the last fifteen years of their careers, right? So the last fifteen years of Pacino and De Niro's careers. Are we like, talking about qualities of roles. Yeah, quality I mean, or earnings. Cause well, <laughs> I think you got to put for quality. I think you probably have to go with De Niro because at least he's got an Oscar nomination. He's done the stuff with David O. Russell, right? I mean, it's got to be uh, him. Uh, I'd probably say Pacino, but in terms of but Pacino's like, had some revenue, good stuff too. I'd say De Niro, yes. But I'm I'm talking about overall. De Niro also has those roles you'd consider. I hate to say it, but it's interesting. He's probably but the, but the sellout roles, you know. Yeah, well, that's what it is. like it was a novelty when he started showing up in comedies. Some of them now, like no, you know. Eh. But he's always kind of had that. I mean, uh, listen, uh, 
Uh, what's what's that movie with Charles Grodin? Uh, uh, a Midnight Run. Yes, that movie's okay, fucking yeah. fit. Yeah. That movie's yeah, fucking fantastic. Yeah. He's always right. had it in them, uh, but he's just never. You know, they've just he's just never really been consistently doing that. So basically, what I'm saying is he should play Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he wants to at this point? No, I'm, I I would be. I, w- I wonder. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before he pops up in a in a Marvel movie or yeah. something. You know, I mean, Robert Redford was in a fucking Man, Marvel movie. How desperate they get. I mean, uh, he's going to prep some cereal. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's shit. why we're here. Oh, yeah, cereal. This is going great with the nightlight craft light lager from uh, from from a night shift brewing. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I was with my girlfriend, Kim. Hi, Kim. Uh, we were uh, with her uh, br- uh, brother and uh, her uh, um, her brother's wife um, at, at uh, the uh, yard house down there in Dedham, and uh, we had the Santilli. The Santilli is so excellent. good. You know, it's it's so great that this is like right up the street from us too. Hey, what type of milk do we have, by the way? Because I really only oh, have skim. almond and coconut. What? Yeah, no, uh, I don't think we actually have <laughs> any dairy milk. Here. You're what? new here, aren't you? Hopefully, you don't have a coconut allergy. Uh, well, I don't like either of them, so you know what? I'm just gonna have mine dry. You're, gonna go You're just gonna. Right. I'm just gonna. I'll just put some nightlight in. There I ruin things for everybody. What the hell? You were, was you have something against cows? What are you Australian? Uh, I figured it was fitting with your, uh, you know, the sports theme to the podcast, but uh, Wheaties. As an an accomplished athlete, as I am. (laughs) I mean, Wheaties, like, what is Wheaties known for? Like, the athlete on the Mm. box. (laughs) It's always kind of circling around. And, you know, Dave and I have hit on the past that, like, those cereals that no longer exist, like buying an old box on eBay or, like, people who've, like, collected those things, like, there can't be something more collected right. in the cereal world than these Wheaties boxes. They they are like that's true. Out for a couple months or weeks, they're probably smooth of regional ones. Unless it's all that cereal that that cereal that like Quentin Tarantino has in his movies that were like popular <laughs> in the seventies. But yeah, uh. it's 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 uh, yeah, I could see that. I. I think I probably still have my 2004 Red Sox champions. Right, box yeah, you you, you hold on to those kind of things. Those and, are collectors' yeah. items, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I mean. That's that's true, and you know, I, I, it's uh, it's it's not a bad cereal. It is what it is. I I, I have it. I have I, yeah. I, I, whenever it's cheap at. Why is it that CVS the cereal is always so cheap at CVS? By the way, you ever notice that? Like it's cheapest. It's it's like expensive or in like you know the, the Shaws. Yeah. Which, you know, fuck the Shaws anyways. Yeah. It's expensive wow. as hell. But um, so like it's ex- it's like two dollars more on average at like a Shaw's than it is at a CVS. Yeah, you know, I, I, you ever I, get? Th- I, well, I have no idea. But every time I go to the CVS in downtown, like my the gym I box at is is in, down, is yeah. in downtown Crossing. So I go walk over to that CVS that's below, uh, like right across the Macy's to go like get my breakfast because right. I have it at the office and I always get cereal over there and it's always like three bucks cheaper. So than I actually it is ha- I actually else. have a working theory with this. Um, much the same way, uh, like milk at a convenience convenience store yeah. was always much cheaper than the grocery store or like when you go into a grocery store and buy the you know the pre-cooked rotisserie chicken which is yeah. you know like four bucks or whatever it's it's that lost leader kind of thing it's what it, it's what pulls you into the store to uh. get you to buy other things and it's the perfect thing because like we have all bought cereal at a at a drugstore and like that and then been like oh yeah i'll grab a candy bar while i'm here or like oh, maybe i should grab vitamins or something uh, too but like it's one of those things <laughs> i think that you know is going to be cheaper there I- i'm not sure if other people do this besides me but like 
any sort of like mit- mixed nuts, your peanuts, your cashews, your things like that, there is always something that's like a ridiculous sale at the drugstore. I will not buy those at the that's grocery true. store anymore. Yeah. Like it's like, oh yeah, that I'm gonna go there for that, and then I'm gonna. It's funny how that also affects my that. shopping. Like I never buy cereal or, or at the at the grocery store, oh, which always get cheaper. Yeah. We uh, our our last episode, we actually had my friend uh, John Serpico on, and Serpico. we did, we did a uh, yeah we did a uh, store brand cereal. We've got the, you can actually see a box of it up oh. in here. The the Wegman's brand uh, sort of frosted wheat knockoff. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do store brand stuff. No. I'm, Give me, the, give me the, give me the brands. Like I'll pay the extra buck. I just, I know what I'm getting. This, for. I mean, this one was pretty spot on. I, I, I tend to generally agree with you there in that they can be hit or miss. Some of them, it's the exact same thing, and you know, it's the same company right. making it. But, like as we touched on in that episode, like there are certain store brand po- products that just miss. Like mm-hmm. I have not had like an edible store brand pop tart knockoff. The in worst, my, like, the worst store brand stuff are like the store brand cookies that are knockoffs of the regular cookies. It's like the like store brand Oreos are dog shit, and store yeah. brand like it, it just they just seem so cheaply cheaply made and constructed. You know, I can't it, I can't do it. I know? think it was comedian Doug Benson who actually did a bit on knockoff store cookies, uh, famous anus, and it was something like <laughs> anus anus, or it's just not the same. Right. I think um, I'm not going to start calling out supermarkets by names, but you always go to the brand names because you know it's just going right. to be just. They're cutting corners in terms of quality, and it's just you know what, not the same. You know what they don't have anymore as terms of, like, store brand stuff? Remember, like, when we were kids, I don't know if you guys, if they had this, but uh, definitely at the Edwards and Enfield Connecticut they did. Um, yep. They had, um, like, they didn't have, they weren't cardboard boxes, but the, some of the cereals were in, like, plastic, plastic box or plastic, like, you know, uh, bags instead of just being like in cardboard boxes so like mm-hmm. but you know they the, the cereals pay for the shape the space so at like the five the four and five foot is where all like the good cereals were and then like a little bit above there'd be like the crappy the crappy bags of cereal like down below would be like the real you know sugary shit cereal that like the kids would walk and like say hey mom yep. hey these are our sugar smacks these are the fruit loops so it's it's kind of fast the cereal aisle is pretty interesting and then all the way up on top would be like your all brand or you know the 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 you know the whatever the hell that uh, you know anything that's like for what's that women's or grape nuts or grape nuts. what's that uh, what's that cereal that's like the uh, it's like the for women special K that, that one yeah well, I'm a big fan of special, special K, K. Not bad, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's Rice Krispies but in flakes right that's all it is <laughs> oh, it's awful. you know I I do have some a very strong cereal take is like maybe it's because my parents never bought us it but. As far as sugary cereals go, I have never liked sugar. Like, anything really? that's, like, super yeah. sugary, like, I, I just can't have it. it it's, like, you know, yeah. it was a big, it was a big, though, like, even, like, Fruit Loops or, or, um, oh, wow. or like, uh, what's the, the typical sugary, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I actually kind of like, but I don't like putting it in milk. Like, I'll just have that yeah, as a snack, snack you know? on it a little bit. But, like, sugary cereals, I, I never actually enjoy that it is just too much i never could start my day with it i can see that just getting wired to wake up it's crashing i mean i remember my sisters uh liked that cookie cookie crisp cereal and i remember when they were which is just can you just feel your teeth really terrible i mean it's it's just cocaine for your it's just basically chocolate chip cookies shitty shitty chocolate chip cookies that you put in you put in you put in milk i mean yeah or there's an Oreo cereal or that Reese's Puff cereal. Like, I mean, good God, that's like no, you just can't have that. You just can't have that. Any, my, my, my fiance would fight you on Reese's Puffs. 
So, uh, excuse me, I just have to open my beer as we're eating the cereal. Hold it right up to the mic there so we get the sound effect. Uh, Okay. Okay, ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Ah. Alcoholism. So. (laughs) No, that would mean you're in recovery. Yeah. That would be, yes. So, Wheaties, let me just read it directly from this. Wheaties was created in 1922 as a result of an accidental spill of wheat bran mixture onto a hot stove by a Minnesota clinician working for the Washburn Company, which later, of course, became General Mills. Jamal Washburn? <laughs> there's some 90s. So, there's, some, there's, some, there's some 90s. There's some 90s. So, uh, event- right? Jamal Mashburn, yeah. Of course, Sports Center highlights. Yes, later on, they broke up the Mavericks. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, so uh, eventually they had a naming contest, put it out there. Uh, at one point, they were going to try and call it Gold Metal Wheat Flakes, which, eh. Boy, they really ran off the tongue in those days. But, huh? Yeah, right. So what I was hinting at is uh, I guess there are strong ties to Ronald Reagan, and Wheaties helped launch Reagan's career pre-acting. Great. Not yeah, sure he, was, uh, he was a sports broadcaster in Iowa. Didn't he used to, like, like get text messages? Or tell text messages, but, like, yeah, because he got telegraphs Wait, from people yeah. that would that yeah. would that would say the Cubs that would yeah. say the Cubs score and he'd yeah, be like and he'd recreate the play by no, play. He would like yeah. he, he would it would be like that Frazier episode where yeah. they're all like have the old timey old timey radio thing. He would like recreate uh, yeah. the play by play because they he couldn't like broadcast from wherever the hell the Cubs were playing back then. So it was I it was that job. <laughs> it was it was Reagan. that job that led to his like selection in the in the thirties as and like the most popular Wheaties announcer for the nation. He was like really? doing it along with that. He got an all expenses paid trip to Cub Spring training and so, then took so a Warner Brothers screen test and so basically acting for tri- your life. trickle down economics is the fault of Wheaties. Wheaties, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, wonderful, yeah, Star Wars, all that. <laughs> Star Wars, yes, yeah. the, a, a generation of Republicans <laughs> masturbating to his photograph. Yeah, great, wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Wheaties. Uh, je- jelly bean consumption is is also due to Wheaties. How, uh, how good of a president? Frosted would be jelly beans. Jelly beans, yuck. Look. <laughs> Oh God! So this has been fun. Uh, like Australia too. <laughs> I wanted to touch on one thing with these Wheaties. Dave and I kind of circle around to it a lot with these, um, you know, other podcasts because Dave, as he said. By the way, this doesn't really go very well with beer. <laughs> I'm not I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. say it. I'm like Wheaties and Wheaties and Night Shift Nightlife. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah not the I, I'm, I'm having a sour beer here, and yeah, the pairing's not exactly great either. But uh, Sours, man, texture. Like it, Mike, Mike's having these dry, and that might have been the right way to go. Because after it's been sitting out yeah, for a while, it, it, I think it, Wheaties holds up as poorly in the milk as anything I've ever. This is you. nasty what, by what the end. Is, it is slop. So like, is this a champion, yes. or is is I mean, what is what's the best cereal for that? What's the worst cereal for that? I think Crispix hold up pretty well. Crispix are my favorite. Uh, Crispix might be my favorite cereal. We, yeah, we've heard the opposite on that. Uh, my, yeah, I, I, think, think it, I think probably I, the best I, that I, I, I can think quickly, of is like so. Ca- Captain Crunch <laughs> tends to not soak in. It's not the greatest not, cereal. Because there's, like, nothing, there's nothing yeah, real in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as far as cereals Dave and I have had, which we surprisingly enjoyed, there's this sort of, I, I'm not even sure if it exists now, you know, a month later. Was uh, Kellogg's made this uh, donut cereal, oh. P- pink donut flavor, not even a flavor, but wow. uh, so it, it really whole, it's a Homer Simpson it, flavor. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's the winner on uh, withstanding the milk so far. That's oh, for sure. Like it, it, so it just nothing up. happened. And it's not gross. I mean, I remember when we had Kevin Harrington, who's um, co- uh, comedian Kevin Harrington here, and uh, we, he was 
was uh, uh, he had cocoa crisp, uh. and it was just. I, you know, I'm not a chocolate guy. Well, anything, th- any, anything that the, turns the, the milk chocolate. a different color. Well, that's like, it. Well, that's it. I mean, no, it was so it. gross. You and might as well just, just put in chocolate milk instead, you know? It's Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you're drinking chocolate milk, whole chocolate milk. And I'm like, it's just not my thing. And look, and look, cereal's not a good way to – not really – well, there's an argument again, for it. Again, it's, it's texture. Got, it's, it's got texture. – there's an argument that, that cereal's actually, like, not the worst thing to start off with. It's got fiber in it, which it keeps your – keeps it off longer, but – you know, it, it, which keeps the hunger pangs a little, a little longer, longer. But you can tell because cereal consumption in the United States is going way yeah. the fuck down. Because yeah. people aren't yeah. people aren't aren't having you know grains in the morning and they're just like protein all over the place. But no, it's it's especially not a great idea to start your fucking day with a giant bowl of sugar. So you know, it's it's basically yeah. like having one of those disgusting Dunkin' Donuts coffees that are like you know, uh, you know, just yeah, like ninety percent sugar. Coffee. Oh yeah. God, my old boss would have. I remember like coming in and shoot. It looks yeah, it looks like mel- it looks like melted ice cream. That's like in a, in a cup. Like I don't drink coffee anyways, but like that is just like no. And that's uh, but yeah, that can't be a good way to start off your day. So so let me pose a question to you then. Um, did you eat cereal as it's by itself for breakfast as a kid? Because I would always do that. You know, I would have to have accompany it. I would have to accompany it with toast or, or but something. That, that was always the pitch. Part part of your complete part of breakfast. Your balance, and pal- like, part of your balance there, breakfast. There'd be, like yeah. a, there'd be like a grapefruit and like oh, yeah, there was all the always those a glass things. of orange yeah. juice and a coffee. Well, that's usually. they had to show that because yeah. they could technically say part of a balanced breakfast if right. you got all those not, things. Not in balanced there. yourself People as long as you're having eggs. Yeah, no, it have they would legally I think have to show that because they would they they needed to show like all the this part of your balanced breakfast well that you know let's take corn pops for example corn pops was sugar pops back in the 1960s <laughs> and back when it was a real arms race between all the you know sugar smacks and God. sugar pops then i think all the quote-unquote do-gooders got in and uh mentioned uh th- we mentioned this i think in the first episode they they wanted to have kellogg's change the name to something more nutritional for the kids <laughs> so it was sugar Corn pops, and then finally became corn, corn pops. pops. So sugar smacks can't exist anymore. Right? We should do one where we just review the corn what's, pops commercials. Like, you know, it'd be funny. Let's look up what's the nutritional content for the like a sugar smack. Sugar smacks have got to be the worst cereal, right? Look up. Is that like what frog smacks or something like that? Yeah. Look up. I don't know what you're talking about. You mean honey smacks? Oh, honey smacks. Yeah. Look up. Yeah. L- let's look up the nutritional information. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? How much? How much grams of so sugar are they, in the serving? They were sugar smacks until the eighties, when when oh, wow. the uh, honey smacks rebranding happened. Yes. So uh, what's what's like? What's the nutritional uh, sh- information? Sugar content. Oh God, there's there's a whole entry well, this on is that. In a serving. This is in one serving, right? Uh, in uh, twenty-eight comparison in the nutritional value of twenty-seven different cereals, Consumer Reports found that both honey smacks and <laughs> golden crisp oh. were the two brands with the highest yes. sh- sugar content. Shout out, shout out to Dave Lina. This was a trivia question Uh-oh. about six years ago at Sweetwater Trivia, wow. and um, somebody of our team nailed it. And what's the, what's the, this was a question he asked, and I remember this because he said, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> how much sugar so, was in that thing, and it was terrifying. So I, I don't have the content by grams, but this is horrifying. It is over 50% sugar by weight. You are what? eating more sugar than team. grain in it. That's, that's like eating a bowl of candy. That is, wow. With milk. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's like got to be the most sec- special butterscotch chicken. <laughs> that's got to be the second best food fact I've ever heard. The first being, uh, don't quote me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe more of a Twinkie is a higher percentage of a Twinkie is mined than is farmed. Mined. Wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> All right, so let's go back and tell Reginald Bill Johnson that so he can he can really stop having wow. that in the opening of Die Hard. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Those are probably um, different Twinkies back then, you know. I mean, yeah. it's got to just be morphed into, you know. I mean, isn't the thing that, like, if you unwrap a Twinkie, it'll last for, like, decades or yeah. something? I yeah. actually, you know what's crazy? I have never had a Twinkie in my entire life. Really? I've wow. never had a Twinkie. No, well, we, may, we should do a separate episode. Well, yeah, we may need to do a bonus episode, Mike eats a Twinkie. Eats a Twinkie. <laughs> a Twinkie just, having a, just having a Twinkie in the background and then, you like, know. Then th- go, three then, seconds. Then going, then going to Nakatomi Plaza and, you know, uh, eventually taking out a terrorist. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's like one of those food things that I've just never, I've never actually had a whole glass of wine either. So maybe I'll just have a Twinkie and a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> okay, we'll have you and like a sommelier on. <laughs> well, that be funny? What, what wine yeah. would pair best a with this Twinkie? Oh, yeah, like, wow. It'd be like, it'd be, this is the sequel, the shitty sequel to Sideways, yeah. <laughs> work on this. This is going to happen. We'll have, we'll have a little, oh, yeah, like yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I tell you what, it would be, a, if, you, if, you, if you could get me high at the same time, because I've never actually smoked marijuana, so you should just like knock all those things out. Drake's oh yeah, those fucking those curly Q cupcakes. I love those things. Those things are things are great. Those I haven't had one of those in forever too. But I, I no, just like those those little Debbie things. We never really had them around the house. Really? Not really. Yeah, my parents were never. They didn't really have those hanging out. Because my, well, my, well, my, well, my mom. Also my mom. Also my mom's my mom's a my mom's a. My mom is a home ec teacher, and oh, she's I a baker. Ah, uh, so, so you, got and, all the good you know, I mean, she, she works. At she works in now. slash runs a candy store right now. So uh, for wow. sakes, I'm sure you've actually you've probably had some of my mom's. I don't think so. Really? No, oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, it's ridiculous. I oh, I'm God, holding you to this now <laughs> at some point. Oh well, wow. it's funny because you know our friend, you know our friend Trevor and, yeah, and yeah. his wife Steph. They just had a, a baby, and I. Uh, yeah, congrats, guys. Yeah, I'm sure they'll listen. And Trevor, Trevor, I went over to meet them last week, and my my friend Trevor was like, "Hey, if you." Have it in your mom's candy that's lying around. I'm sure Steph could actually use some. Aww. So, yeah, shout out to my mom. Maybe she'll listen. Maybe she'll listen to this. I don't think she knows how to open a computer yet, which is <laughs> great for her kids, but her uh, for her students. But still, yeah, I know it's. Yeah, I think that's probably why we didn't have the sugary cereal hanging around. Is because we just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then watch out for this one. <laughs> this one. This Which one's this? Yeah, this, this is Cherry. Say hi, Cherry. cherry. She's probably just trying to cut by you over yeah, the other box. Nice cameo, nice cameo from a cat. But yeah, I think that's why we never really had the sugary cereal hanging around, because we... I mean, <laughs> plenty of sugar coming from other sources. If you oh, needed. yeah. And, you know, there seemed to be always, there was always like a cake hanging around my house, which was which was nice. And that's brownies. Quite and the way to grow up, yeah. <laughs> the tiny violin that we... Oh, well, yeah. But, um, so, wow. You, you got all the sweets growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, my mom was Maybe not all the time. My mom wasn't, my mom wasn't, she was... She wasn't really, you know, running a candy store when I was growing up, but um, yeah, yeah, I guess uh, we had. Yeah, no, we always had just dessert, and we always had cookies in the house. I remember that. It's like Eat your we ever steaks. Yeah, I, I mean, if you have that available, why are you going to want to have sugar in your cereal? some like Midwestern factory. Oh God, I mean, I could put down an entire thing. Of those, you know, those molasses cookies from Archway, those little chocolate oh, Archway those cookies. Those things are amazing. Like we always had those in the house, and you, you, those those things are just the ultimate. It's like you start eating those things, and you're like. Well, I've had four, but there are five in that one side, so I might as well <laughs> have the fifth one to even yeah. things out, you know? It's just like those, uh. and there was always Oreos and Chips Ahoy. Like, those were, like, always in our little cabinet right there, and, like, it, which are the two, the two, you know, uh, behemoths of the cookie industry, right? But yeah. I think we can all agree that Oreos, yeah, no, Oreos are, are tops for that one. Yeah, 
Oreos are vegan. Yeah, oh, thank Christ. Okay, because there are traces of milk. Believe it or not, but here in the United States, I don't know how they produce. I think there's coming it all the way around. There is an Oreo cereal too. I think, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm afraid to even try that. <laughs> What's what is that? What does that gotta look yeah. like? Ooh. They've got so many Oreos now that it's I, insane. I, it's really remarkable. It's getting out of hand like, though. This the cookie like Lay's, like the, different types of Lay's. The cookie, almost. the uh, but the Lay's ones, like I could actually see myself getting some of those Lay's ones. I mean, like Cajun. Yeah, like, it's that's I mean, that's Jumalaya fine, but like, flavored. but. Like half, candy cane Oreos. But 25 percent of the fucking cookie and crackle aisle aisle right now is is Oreo is, is Oreos dominated. So it's insane. I don't know if you guys remember this, but la- it wasn't this current spring, but the spring before there was a Peep variant of Oreos. Yeah, peeps are disgusting. Yeah, but beyond that, Those like they were this bright, bright pink, and the dye they used in it, like this, oh. this made news afterward. They uh. People were having horrific shits, oh, like and like traumatized, pink. and like calling it up, like what's happened to me? Like it, it was like pink shit was happening. That's that's what you could tell that it's really nothing real in an Oreo. It's just yeah. like if it's affecting your stools. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Oh yeah, right. But um, it's interesting. I was uh, I was talking to my girlfriend Kim about this. Uh, she uh, uh, and I were talking about Oreos and the flavors that they're offering now are so out of hand now i mean it's one thing if you offer it's a little ridiculous like cherry cola with pop rocks inside of the oreo i mean i can see how people might think that's disgusting i I don't think that's so bad but kettle corn i mean she's from new hampshire i mean kettle corn is the i think the unofficial state food up there in in, in new hampshire (laughs) kettle corn kettle corn oreos that's what is that like like 95 percent sugar come on also kettle corn is probably the most cost efficient thing you can ever have at fenway park Oh, that's it, interesting. It's, yeah, it's like six fifty for that giant fucking bag oh, wow. of yeah. kettle corn. And yeah. it's, wow. I mean, it's certainly more cost efficient than well, just about anything. It's certainly more than the beer at Fenway. Well, you know, it's it's gotten better. I mean, they got Lord Hobo in the private suites. What? They oh, they do. Spots, yes, yeah. they do. They do. I mean, I but they still have. Uh, um, God, I'm just. Just waiting for night shift. I went waiting for night shift to come over to Fenway. <laughs> or night shift or Trillium coming at Fenway, people would be falling out of the stands, Why, you know. I... But they, yeah, they'd have to have like just one. Uh, night shift's actually at Gillette. You really? Can get, yeah. You can I get Whirlpool that. and Santilli huh? at Gillette if it, so. And, and we were just talking earlier. Night shift, uh, the 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 brewery, uh, not the brewery, the uh, the the uh, um, the um, the beer garden. It, night shift is right across from the TD Garden. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. Lovejoy. War- that's well, gonna be that's uh, gonna be deadly if uh, it, the Celtics it, next it season. Just open or if it's about to open. God uh, damn, Trillium is gonna. Uh, they're that's like they're well, they're well they're open. Yeah, they've well, got a space over oh, down by there. Oh yeah, too. that's right. Uh, I mean, between those two, I mean, they got they have the entire they have well from from the from the garden, which is the, the night shift place, yeah. to the um, you know Trillium having their new restaurant, which you know Mr. De- our friend Mr. Detelm is is working on right now. Oh yeah. And uh, you know the actual garden that's over by the Greenway, like they own like those two places just own that in the north part of the what is what part would that be the West End of Boston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the West End of Boston. You could yeah. do a, you could get really shit housed yep. uh, from walking for about fifteen minutes. Like, well, that that whole TD Garden area is going to become like mass 
Yeah, yeah the it's going to be. Redoing the whole West End neighborhood. Which is great because. The, the parking, the, gar- the garden garage is totally not. Yeah, there's a mall going, going in there. Huh? Which is great because the traffic there isn't really needs to be. A little worse. Yeah. yeah. Just, just a tiny it's bit great. worse. Yeah. And then there's only, it's not like they're opening a casino about five, like ten minutes up the street from that. Or oh, anything. it's not mm-hmm. like the uh, construction <laughs> of the Everett Casino has caused a. Uh, which they a had the. Which they, which they, which they had the rename because the guy was thrown oh, to be a horrible anyway, person. Yeah, so. we're not going there, but you're no. right, 100%. <laughs> unfortunately. So, so I guess just bringing things back around to yeah, wrap up here. The uh, I, yeah, I, I, I like your choices. I, I right feel here. like the two kind of go well together. Uh, I mean, granted, I helped you here, but yeah, I had we, no, we, I had we, no we, input in the cereal. We, these. Well, I, I figured like being the sports fan, we these would kind of fit in there. The Uncle also, I couldn't resist the Uncle Drew box. This is yeah, it's funny because I. I, I, I was saying I bought a I bought a box of Wheaties like two weeks ago and Jordan Spieth was on the cover so yeah it's a it's, fast turnaround yeah I wonder I wonder how often they do change the boxes right it's, it's got to be like probably so often now they change the boxes yeah right yeah right yeah I mean there's it's somebody winning something every single week I wonder if there's like a, a like a I wonder who's been a, like hey is there a, like a fact about Wheaties who's been on the box the most let's oh try God. to guess that I, I, that no I, Australians I, have been on. So, so well. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But, but Kyrie Irving technically is is Australian. He was born in Australia. He was. I thought he was Canadian. No, no he was born no, in Australia. No, no. He was yeah. born in Australia. His dad was a was a player, um, for the Australian basketball league, and he, I think he grew up in he grew up in Jersey actually. But no, yeah. he's technically born. In he Australia. played for BU. Yeah, he did. That's why he. That's why Kyrie Irving actually. took that number. Wait yeah. a minute. So, 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 so I, hold on one second. No, 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 no. I'm looking that up. <laughs> I don't have um most number of boxes appeared on but uh they've had official spokespersons there are seven of them uh starting in the 50s oh really most of whom you'd be aware of wait can you, can uh, you can, let's 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 try to guess can we add this up a little bit trivia let's let's try yeah to, let's give so me, give me the sport l- let me get rid of the first one uh there's there's no in the 50s there was this guy bob richards who is a u.s decathlete uh, i think he might have meddled he, he was his uh father, sorry, sorry to interrupt the conversation his father dredrick Played basketball at Boston University yeah, yeah. alongside Sean Teague and under coach, say it with me, guys, Rick Pitino. Wow. Rick Pitino, wow. Pitino. All the way back it all comes back. All the way back around, yeah. Yeah, that was when they right before, went he went to, when, before he went to Providence, must be on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, so what do we got for so, so once you once you knock that Bob Richards off in the 58, uh, if we get uh, another uh, athlete in um, – 1977 who's what sport uh, another decathlete oh bruce jenner (laughs) correct uh then you've got a uh gymnast in 84 nadia komanichi no uh mary Mary lou yeah Yeah. mary lou obviously american yeah uh you've got a this one's a little tricky uh football player in 86 86 Ooh boy um uh uh William Perry, Refrigerator Perry. No, no. Um, uh, what what position? Running back. Eighty six. Eighty six. Running back. John Riggins. Nope. Nope. Uh, eighty six. Oh, you got back. this. Uh, what? What's he? <laughs> so he's more known for he he was actually retired by this point. Oh, so it's OJ? A, well, actually, no. I think he he came back and played. Uh, this might have been one of his final two seasons. No, yep. he played in eighty seven. He's no longer living, I believe. Oh. Um. Uh, well, it's not OJ. OJ no still alive. You got this. Oh, Walter Payton. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right. Uh, and just a year later, there was a whole string of them here. Uh, eighty-seven was a female tennis player. Chris Everett. Chris Everett. There yeah. you go. Uh, 
then quickly thereafter, uh, we have 88. I'm not even going to give you a sport. This is the player probably most recognized as being on Wheaties boxes. Michael Jordan. Jordan. Uh, and then the last official spokesperson they've had most current on here, uh, 1998. Uh, I feel like I shouldn't even go sport here because it's way too obvious if you're thinking of like possibly the most popular athlete in the world in 1998. Uh, ninety eight. Well, it can't be Jordan again. No, o- outside of the four major sports. Oh, in ninety eight. Um. Oh, Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God, jeez. Yeah. It's funny how you know your mind doesn't even go there. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he 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 ended it. Not not too shockingly, as far as official sponsors. That's quite the that's quite the list of people here. Looking back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty good. They're all I mean, they're all legends actually. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. No scrubs in there. <laughs> so uh, this is interesting. Uh, apparently they had Wheaties variants pop up at some point or another. We've talked about this in the past with other cereals, like our, our Frosted Flakes, uh, or rather Frosted Mini Wheats. Then we tried like a blueberry one, mm-hmm. or like your Cheerios have your Honey Nut Cheerios and things like that. Wheaties has some weird ones in here. There was a Honey Frosted Wheaties. Oh, there was Crispy Wheaties in raisins with an n and oh, so uh raisin brand for yeah six. wheaties <laughs> energy crunch which Ugh. screams early 2000s and uh, wheaties fuel a couple of years ago i'm unclear of what that would mean and then uh, apparently some weird european variants hey, are but... there like i'm just wondering if it says it on there but like in england or germany are there different athletes in the boxes like is oh know. that's interesting oh sense. my god there's a whole separate article on list of athletes on Wheaties boxes throughout the years. Wow. Uh, all right, I've got another trivia question okay. for you, Mike. Uh, Here we go. 1934 and 1992. Nope. No, uh, baseball first athlete to pick ever depicted on the Wheaties box. Oh, uh, well, it's got to be either Ruth or, or or Gehrig. There you go, Gehrig. Uh, Gehrig. Okay. Wow. And uh Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is a long entry. Oh, it only athlete? goes up through. It only goes up through uh, 2010 yeah, or so, unfortunately. The, uh... Around, I feel like this was a good pairing. Uh, GI Joe. It was. It was fun revisiting. I don't think I had watched a GI Joe episode yeah. or really even seen anything GI Joe since like what we were talking about, like those I mean, little parody it, you look clips. At, and... Listen, it's it's a con- it's a concept and it's it's a it's a concept it's it's an idea for a thing of like you know heroic red, white, and blue fighting guys or yeah. people killing terrorists that <laughs> would probably be considered prob- you know problematic today or right then and it, it probably i mean it, it does seem pretty dated when we talk about this you know it, it's and i'm not sure that after uh, what 15 years of continuous warfare <laughs> warfare in the united states that people really yeah. would that it's it's the greatest thing to watch to have kids just be you know inundated by this but yeah it's a different it was a different time when that came out it was still in the war. 80s yeah it was you know probably it was there was a reagan era when this came out so there's probably a little bit of jingoism around that but you know hey it is what it is it, I, I feel like i turned out okay i think it's so hard to recreate what we had growing up and what we had growing up mm-hmm. was special this was years before we had phones and everything when you could it watch is, things on, yeah. on fox 61 or or wlvi tv 56 you could watch cartoons and syndication and you didn't have everything at your fingertips it would be so yeah it would be funny if they did revisit this to kind of do what like 21 jump street or, or one of those shows did or, or like kind of what baywatch failed to do even though it probably could have done it probably could have been the movie baywatch could have been successful it's kind of like them poking it yeah, yeah. kind of kind of poking fun at its concept while still or, or you know 
while still having being a kind of a loving homage to it, which I think the the best example of that is definitely what the Twenty One Jump Street, yeah. Twenty Two no. Jump Street did. No, that's perfect. Is kind of and that's you know they made the two GI Joe movies, which were serious you know blockbusters, but yeah. something that was like you know was making fun of what GI Joe was. Like, hey guys, you, like the be a great be a great scene if like the opening scene of a GI Joe movie if they actually just you know shot somebody and he's dead it's like what the hell you're not actually supposed to kill these people yeah. that sort of thing it, yeah if there's one way to approach that nowadays it'd be to kind of skewer a w- yeah. war culture through yeah this, or or this yeah you treat tre- tre- kind of or thing. even treat it seriously they've all got ptsd you know do, yeah do sort I, of uh, it would be it would be interesting to see it would be very uh, uh what's the best word a very uh I guess caustic, very spot on. I mean, I think we're sort of seeing that a little bit now uh, with, uh, I don't know if you, you guys have watched the uh, Cobra Kai series on YouTube. That my friend was, was just telling fantastic. Me about Cobra Kai. It was fantastic. I, I, I've only watched the first episode or two, and it's so well done. I was yeah. not, it's, it's I, I thought it was just going to be nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. And no, like, it, it, it is, really, like, smart. It uh, really was. I was amazed by how good that, and also it's a fucking quick watch, man. It's, yeah, it yeah. was, you just blew through that, and yeah. it's a really quick watch, but yeah, it's funny how that that show never that show was was influenced by the original but didn't wasn't handcuffed by it no you know it was it 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 seemed very of its time very of the modern time while still being an 80s an 80s homage yeah yeah you got you got that little bit of nostalgia without pandering it's a good way to say it it. it, it, and it's it's funny because it's so rare that that actually it's a very narrow path for those things to succeed it doesn't happen too often no most of these things are like um, again i'm coming back to that shitty baywatch movie which I mean, the way to make the way that you know, I don't know if you saw that, but the way that make that good was like definitely just make fun of the fact that wait, why are these fucking lifeguards trying to like take down drug rings and right. stuff like no, that? Exactly. Which they could have just made that into the movie, which but it just turned out to be a, a standard actual a standard you know movie, a standard you know shitty whatever movie. But so yeah, that's it, it'd be interesting to see. I think that this is too big of a property to like let let die there's probably too many people that have a nostalgia for yeah. it and i'm so, sure the toys are still being yeah made. I, i'm yeah, sure they're absolutely. still being made i'm and I, i'd be interested to see if if there's somebody you know like me that has this this fond memory of it that could use it to to make it into something that uh that would you know again play homage to what this was this kind of classic american red white and blue type of toy or uh, type of toy while still bringing it to a very modern unsettled area i think that's why I, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened someday to see to see to see that and you know hopefully they'll be fueled by by wheaties when they do that mm-hmm. see that's bringing it all the fuck yeah, around there I'm we dropping go. The mic. I, I can't think yeah. of a better note to end on so so thanks again mike we appreciate having my you pleasure, in guys so, uh, uh, i have to come on and do this again sometime. yeah yeah we're, we're bringing you back and getting you high and feeding you Twinkies and Wines. If, if, like, Russell Crowe doesn't come and throw yeah. me out a window or something. <laughs> you've, you've definitely made enemies of uh, all of Australia and possibly Kevin Hart. 